Liveline on RT Radio 1 with the all-new Kia Sportage, built for endless inspiration. The all-new Sportage, now at your local Kia dealer. 0818 715 815. Hello, good afternoon, and you're very welcome to Liveline. Five one double five one is our text number, and our new number is a simple change from eighteen fifty two, oh eight one eight seven one five eight one five, oh eight one eight seven one five eight one five. Now uh, we came across um, a program. I think a lot of people did. I think it's on Disney. Uh, it's called Dope Sick, and it's basically about the uh, OxyContin scandal in the United States, primarily. Uh, though OxyContin is widely available all over the world, including Ireland, and a feature on this programme uh, three years ago. We'll come to that in a sec. Um, and basically, it's about how the pharmaceutical company, the Purdue company, led by the Sackler family, basically lied to the FDA, and the FDA weren't up to their to their usual high standards, um, saying that the uh, OxyContin was not addictive, and it turned out to be highly addictive. And um, it ruined and destroyed many, many, many lives uh, in the United States of America and was one of the biggest issues there, uh, which led to a number of books, including the one which Dopesick is um, based on. Now, how did OxyContin feature on Liveline? You will recall, well, you may recall, in at the beginning of 2018, we got a number of what can only be called uh, harrowing, harrowing communications from uh, men and women, primarily women, who were on a pain patch called Versatis. And the difference between Versatis and OxyContin is Versatis, you put a patch onto the site of the pain, be it the back pain, uh, shoulder pain, leg pain or whatever. And that's the, it's the, 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 uh, the med- medication in the, in the patch is slowly released. OxyContin, you ingest, you put it into your mouth, obviously, and it has to go through your stomach and whatever way these things work. And it can become and did become, despite what the company uh, told and despite what was on the box, by the way, it did become highly addictive. Now, the main, the, the other main difference between Versatis and OxyContin was that Versatis was expensive and Oxy, OxyContin is as cheap as Smarties. And this is just one email we got at the time. People uh, who are given that OxyContin has been mentioned as a possible alternative to the patches, the Versatis patches. It might be worth checking currently uh, the subject of a major debate in the USA re its abuse, OxyContin's abuse, misuse and dangers. Is the HSE aware of what OxyContin uh, does and have they any concerns about its use in Ireland? Now that led us to look back at other emails we got. We had reading one, harrowing one. Uh, this morning from a man I won't give his name for obvious for reasons which will now become obvious he was taken off the Versatis patches were taken off the medical card and there was a, a furore and among other things said in the doll was that Versatis patches were addictive there's no indication no indication anywhere that Versatis patches were addicted they were highly effective for the people who were using them but if you couldn't afford them if you're on the medical card well that was your hard luck now they did introduce another layer of bureaucracy and an appeal system uh, given the the angst that was there. But the main argument against Versatis was one, it was too expensive. Two, they were saying it was being, uh, this is a state, were saying it was being prescribed for uh, issues which it had no effect on even though our listeners were telling 
us uh, the exact opposite uh, about a fair status. And they also said there were che- cheaper alternatives available, including I know I haven't I haven't seen the word oxycontin mentioned, but this man who contacted us back in two eighteen told us that he was taken. He was on a medical card, taken off fair status, and um, his doctor said just just keep taking more oxycontin. Now when we went looking for that man this morning, unfortunately he's he has died. Uh, and uh, that's um, very upsetting for him and his family. No indication, by the way, any connection with any uh, medical condition that he spoke about on our programme at that time. But um, let me go to Kay Doyle. I want to begin with Fair Satis patches uh, because there was a big campaign and it was raising the doll, but the government, Leo Faradkar was uh, Taoiseach, Simon Harris was Minister for Health. Uh, they were adamant they weren't, they weren't for turning on this one. Um, and uh, Kay Doyle, Kay, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Um, where are you on for? Are you, are you still on for Satis patches? I am, yes. Yeah. Okay. Where are you at any stage put on OxyContin? I was, okay. yes. And what for was, a short time? Okay. I went on it, yeah. And what was? Do you know why you were put on OxyContin instead of the patches? Um, well, it was before the patches. I was on OxyContin. Okay. And uh, I went on it, and I couldn't function at all. I was drowsy. Uh, dry mouth uh, just wasn't myself at all so I weaned myself off it I I was a nurse so I looked it up and saw there was an opiate in it so I thought no I'll come off this so I came off slowly off it and then um, I went to a neurologist and he put me on the Versace patches which basically is a lifesaver yeah yeah and uh, are you on the Versace patches on the medical card or do you have to I'm on the medical card, yes. Okay. And at any stage where the Versatis patches removed from you, so to speak? They they were, but my uh, GP uh, was very good and appealed it for me. Brilliant. And I got them back, yeah. Well done. And they, what difference do they make? They make a huge difference. I'm not drowsy. I can function. Um, I don't have any of the side effects of the OxyContin. And how soon after... Being prescribed OxyContin, did you realise it was it was having a, oh, a deleterious effect? Yeah. Yes, straight away. I was just so drowsy. I didn't want to do anything. I couldn't get out of bed. I was so drowsy. And can Kay, do you mind if I ask what what is your pain and where is your pain? My pain is on my leg. Uh, oh. It's nerve pain that's constantly there. I had spinal surgery uh, twenty three years ago. So I was left with constant nerve pain down one of my legs. Mm. And um, that's why I'm on the Versace patches. Okay. And, and they, it really helps. And you know how, you know how the, the, the government, when they withdrew them from the medical card uh, three years ago, one of, one of the reasons, they also said that Versace's patches were being over-prescribed by doctors. Yeah, well... Uh, I just thank the neurologist put yeah. me on them because yeah. Yeah. definitely, yeah. They made a difference. Okay, stay there, Kate. Made a huge difference. I, Eileen, you've seen this uh, TV series called Dope Sick. Indeed, Michael Keaton got a Golden Globe the other night for it. Um, but it's but it's based on the, the true story of the empire of pain, the Sackler family, the way they basically lied to the FDA and the FDA didn't do much about it, the um, Drugs Administration in the States. And they, they claimed from the get-go that um, it wasn't addictive and it wasn't an opioid, believe, believe, it, or, believe it or not. And it wasn't an opioid. But that, that was quickly, quickly and tragically, because it's, it's 
through people's ruined lives and lives that ended. Um, they discovered OxyContin was a highly addictive. Now, it's still available, by the way, but I, I presume there are now numerous warnings with OxyContin. Eileen, you watched Dope Sick and you you were on OxyNorm, which is a form, they've, they've different forms of it, but you were on uh, an OxyContin. Um, did, you, did you see, when you saw Dope Sick, what was your reaction? At the very end, there was two emotions. One was anger at the pharmaceutical company, and the other one was almost like the euphoria I got when I was taking oxys. I'm off them now, and I just could take a big, big breath and say, "Thank God I'm not there anymore." And why were you surprised? Why were you uh, prescribed oxycontin? I had had two previous back surgeries, and my back became worse. And an incident happened and I was rushed to a general hospital. And while I'm in there, they did an, an MRI and they started me on Oxynorm yeah. and another highly addictive. It would be more, it would be a bit like the slow release of, yeah. Um, yeah. of the Oxycontin. And, and how, soon, how soon after taking the Oxynorm did you realise you, you, you were becoming addicted to them? I'd say within two to three days, Joe. My God. Yeah. And when were you prescribed OxyContin, Eileen? Um, I was prescribed it in two years, in about 2017. Okay. And were you told, be extraordinarily careful, it's addictive? No, but I knew, Joe. I've worked in medicine all my life. And is, is OxyContin widely, widely prescribed in Ireland? Yes. Because it is very cheap compared to Versatis patches, for example. Yeah. It is extra, yeah. it's as cheap as, as uh, Smarties and they were being prescribed in the States like Smarties for toothache and headache and people were becoming addicted and uh, the profits of the company were going into the stratosphere um, because yeah. it's a manufacturer. Stay, stay there, Eileen. 51551. We're talking about OxyContin and I'm, I'm bringing it up in the context of when it was raised on Liveline and that's, say, three years ago and it was in the context of the Versatis patches uh, being withdrawn primarily for price but also the argument was that they're addictive. I still cannot find any uh, written evidence that they're addictive. This is the, the state said this, the Tarnished and the Minister for Health, the Taoiseach and the Minister for Health at the time said this and the doll, that they, there was risk of addiction. And um, the other thing as well, that they were being overprescribed. But the main figure that kept being thrown into the debate was the cost of the OxyContin. And if you even go and look, for example, at a report recently done by the state, again by the state, about why they withdrew Versatis patches, one of the spreadsheets. Uh, they they give is they compare uh, Fersatis to say Diphene. Now anyone who's taken Diphene uh, into their into their tummy for pain knows how awful it is. But Diphene gel, for example, costs one euro eighteen cent a packet, whereas Lidocaine uh, medicated plasters as Fersatis. Uh, Cost seventy seven quid. That was the price. Now the the argument at the time was, why? Because because they were being man manufactured in Ireland, as far as I know. Why didn't they simply negotiate with the pharma companies? Given how, as Kay pointed out, the difference between for, for pain patches and tablets into your body is just at some stages. And let's say it about dope sick is a difference between life and death in terms of uh, if you became addicted to them. Paul, good afternoon. 
How are you? How are you, Paul? You were on OxyContin. And OxyNorm. And OxyNorm, OK. And Severdal and Cyclomorph and every other painkiller known to man. <laughs> OK, and how long were you on OxyContin and OxyNorm um, for? A couple of years. Um, I was on a drug called MST before that. That's what they used. That was the drug of choice in hospitals years ago. OK. I've had a chronic illness now for a long time and the uh, last 30 years. And MST would be basically the equivalent of OxyContin. So it's a, it's a long 12-hour tablet. They leave a constant stream in their body. The Severdal then would be a short, fast-acting tablet, four- to six-hour tablet that would give you a quick pain relief. Yeah. So even though you're on OxyContin, the whole, the whole idea is to... Set, when you're on OxyContin, Oxy, OxyContin, by the way, is the long-acting tablet. Yeah, and yeah. OxyNorm is the quick reacting tablet. So what they try and do is level you off on the OxyContin so you don't need as much OxyNorm, if you know what I mean. And did you become reliant on them? I'm all over my dr- drug charts now. All over my charts in hospital is uh, drug dependency. On OxyContin? OxyContin, yeah. And he's still on them? Um, no, no, no. Um, I do still have to take painkillers. I have had multiple back surgeries. I have both my knees, both my hips replaced. I've had, I can't go into the amount of surgery I've had. I've had a, uh, a long list of surgeries. And I've been in various different hospitals. And every hospital I've gone to, private and public now, don't have several or MST, which, by the way, is a lot easier to withdraw off than okay. OxyContin is a nightmare. They call it hillbilly heroin, and that's exactly what it is because they call they call it what what hillbilly oh. heroin. Hillbilly is heroin is the nickname for it because of the states and I didn't so actually realise when I was putting it. All of a sudden, I was on Severdal and MST, and I was quite happy because I could always withdraw. Because I only recently there, my, I'm having terrible trouble with my back, mm-hmm. and um, I went back on. They tried to well. Somebody suggested OxyContin. I said, no, absolutely not. Um, so right. I went well over on MST. And, and, uh, and what, what if you go in, sorry for going across, but if you go into hospital now, you know, do you know you're going to be offered OxyContin? Yeah, well, I got my hip done a year and a quarter ago, my last hip. So I've all my joints replaced. And when I went in, they prescribed me OxyContin for pain and I said I didn't want it. So I had to bring my own prescription in. I had to get a script done by my other consultant to the team, it wasn't the consultant that described it, it was the team. I had a script on my, by my other consultant, I'm not mentioning names, okay, don't, to bring don't. it in for my chemist, MST and Severdal. Because I didn't want to go on the OxyContin because I've had so much. It took me two years and I nearly broke my marriage. It nearly broke, like it's, it's, so I was suicidal, I couldn't sleep. I was maxed out in uh, sleepers, I was maxed out in uh, everything. Uh, depressants, antidepressants, I had all sorts of trouble. I could not withdraw. This is when you're coming off OxyContin? Yeah. Trying to come off. Severdal, MST, no problem. OxyContin, absolute nightmare. I'll never touch the stuff again. And I don't know whether you've seen Dope Sick or not. I haven't seen okay, it. Well, One of the lads was talking to me yeah, and it's, di- it's, it's difficult to get because it's only on Disney, unfortunately. Oh, I but have uh, Disney and I'm going to watch okay, it when but, I get home. But, but I, I had, I've lived this already. But you, you but, will, then you will totally identify with a number of the characters in it, primarily um, Michael Keaton who plays a, a doctor, Dr. Yeah. Felix. And um, he becomes 
inadvertently, but he becomes very quickly addicted to OxyContin. And to see him trying to get tablets, rob tablets, because, as you know, OxyContin became one of the reasons there was so much crime in the States because people were breaking into pharmacies just to rob OxyContin. But the other thing, I was reading another book uh, over the over the Christmas called M- Empire of Pain. I don't know whether you're... Again, it's about the Sackler, uh, Sackler family and it's by uh, a man called Patrick Redden, Radden Keefe. Patrick Radden Keefe, Empire of, of, of uh, Pain, the, the Sackler dynasty. And he... he he says that the drug, when it was really, it was a big success with patients easing terrible pain, but it was also being used recreationally and was said to deliver an intense and very pure high. In, oh, in, it does, yeah, it in, does. Yeah, this, but this, this is, this is, he then would go on to quote what was on the box, on the packet of OxyContin. He says, in theory, the content content in each pill was supposed to prevent users from experiencing the full force of the drug's narcotic payload right away. But people had figured out that if you crushed the pills, even if you just chewed them with your teeth, you could override the controlled release mechanism and unleash a mammoth hit of pure oxycodone. But it did not take much trial and error to make this discovery. In fact, each bottle came with a warning that in retrospect doubled as an inadvertent how-to. This is the quote on the bottle of OxyContin. Taking broken, chewed or crushed OxyContin tablets could lead to the rapid release and absorption of a potentially toxic dose of oxycodone. Uh, oxycodone. And he's saying, this was almost saying to people, if you chew it, you'll get a bigger hit quicker. Well, I don't know why that information will be shared. Incredible, <laughs> incredible. Um, and and, and so, by the way, where, so, do you, where do you get, sorry, where do you get your sever, Severadol when you go into hospital if you're told you... you, you I have to bring it in myself. Well, you bring so it I in have myself. to actually get a prescription from my consultant's I have a I have a range of consultants. I just don't have one. Okay. So I have to get a pres- prescription from my primary consultant to actually get the Cervidal and the MST brought into hospital because we don't have it there. Okay. I won't I, mention hospitals or no, names. No, no, I'm not going to do that. No, it does not. It, all I can say is, if anybody has ever offered OxyContin or OxyNorm, don't take it. Stay away from it. Run a million miles away. I don't know how they got away with putting it on the market and giving it to people. And only for my wife, who is a very strong character, mm-hmm. and managed to pull me pull me out of this. Right. Incredible. You know, only yeah. for her, like, I'd have been lost. Paul, were you were you ever in in the in your unfortunate list there of of uh, injuries and ailments? Did was Versatis ever an option? No, no, never. I've been on all the other patches, every other form of pain okay. patch, but not. No, I don't think I was on Versatis. Okay. I, I don't remember the name. I've been on uh, lidocaine and all the other patches and every other morphine patch, but not, um, not that particular one. No. And you know, well, there are medical reasons for prescribing OxyContin, but people should be told. Very should hear stories well, like yours about the reasons, but I mean, I think if you're being put on OxyContin and you're put on a big dose and you have a condition like mine or whatever, and you're released from hospital afterwards, if you get into any more pain, it's very difficult to control it. And then if you do get to a situation where you are in a position to withdraw and your pain levels are dropping, you can't get off this stuff. You go into actual spasms, you have nightmares, yeah, sweats spasms, on, yeah. 
And if you don't take it, you get into a situation where you can't not take it anymore. You have to actually take it. Your body goes into lockdown. And you have to get it. You have you to have, get well, it. You have to get it. Yeah, yeah, which is a big in my situation, yeah. I'm always in pain and I never say, I'm never out of pain. So oh it's a juggling game at me as to when, you know, I am. But yeah. compared to when I was that. 24 years of age, and now I'm now 53, I know a lot more about painkillers now. Mm. I know when to take them, when not okay. to take them, what okay. ones to take. And have you ever have you ever said to a doctor, no, I don't want Oxycontin, please don't give oh, it yeah. to me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I refuse it. I refuse the point. And did, did they say? Did they? Do they just accept they that? They say we don't. Well, we don't have that here. We we don't we don't carry it on the premises. Because oxycontin is, as I say, cheap as yeah. Chips. So I would have I would have some painkillers in my safe at all times. You know. Okay. Say say sure. say say with us, Paul. Five one double five one is our uh, text number. Michael, you've seen this uh, series called Dope Sick, which is about the oxycontin. Uh, criminal scandal in the United States of America. Um, you, you, you were on OxyContin. Yeah, well, yeah. Sorry, firstly, to correct you, Joe. Yeah, no, it wasn't. I actually haven't seen the show. Oh, right? sorry. Okay, sorry. Okay. I, I've been dealing with high pain levels like your previous caller for the last ten years, right? Um, I have a muscle wasting disorder. Now, I was put on Oxy after a very rare operation that I had, mm. and like coming off it is an absolute nightmare even on it is a nightmare you hallucinate you're telling people things that you don't even remember um, my, I was in the care of my mother and father who what 10 years ago would have been in their 60s and mm-hmm. I, I was saying absolutely horrible horrible stuff to them like they couldn't it was only when my sister told me afterwards and but, did it, give, that, but did it give you quick pain relief Michael wasn't that the, the, was mo- the selling point that was what it was there for it was to heal because the amount of pain I was in through my operation was like having 12 broken ribs okay yeah. that's why they described it and I was in a body brace for about 14 months so these were given to me all they did was sleep on them and hallucinate and call people all sorts of stuff I lost friends I lost family um, stuff like that over you know, went through the horrors like the previous thing, like my mental health. I ended mm. up in hospital for 13 weeks oh, and come off all painkillers and stuff. And I was on it as recent as last summer as a kind of last resort between me and my GP because I know it's packaged. It's clean heroin is all they're selling. It's an opiate. That is all it is. Yeah. And the difference between that and the Versatis, I have Versatis patches. Okay. And you have to apply, if I'm on a medical card, you can get your GP to apply to the, to social welfare to get them put on your script. Okay. And And what's what's the difference for you between Versatis and OxyContin? Versatis is a patch that I put on my, I can put on my body for 12 hours and it's like a slow releasing anaesthetic. Okay. Lidocaine is totally different to Oxy. Oxy is opiate based. It's just a pure and cleaner version of what we, of what heroin users And do. it doesn't, and, and the patch obviously doesn't go through your body to get to the site of the pain. It's actually applied onto the site of the pain. But the other big difference yeah. as well, Michael, is, as you know, is the price. 
exactly. of, of between OxyContin and uh, Versatis, and that's why Versatis was taken off the menu. You could still buy, you still get, it wasn't banned. Versatis was still available, but the only yeah, thing you, you, you had to pay for it yourself. Yeah, like only I think the well off could afford it. I think they're nearly 100 and uh, between yeah. 125 and 175 euros for a box. Yeah. Right yeah. now, yeah. I have a medical card. I'm lucky that that way. But the oxy should never be handed out. It should be banned. Even, even what, what about even for short term use, Michael? No, I wouldn't recommend it to anybody because there's no short term use of an addictive drug. Unless you have the proper mental and um, psychiatric and, and family you, background in behind okay, it, good point. And, when, and when you were t- when you were initially prescribed OxyContin, were you told that it was addictive and be extraordinarily careful? I was no. I was just told you'd be on this for a few months. It'll keep you out of pain, and then we'll take you off it. We'll take you off it. We'll wean you off it in slow amounts. And you found so, that you found that. Very difficult. The withdrawal, yeah, like your main, your mind, your mind races. You can go into like euphoric highs at night. You have all sorts of mad dreams that may seem real. Um, it's like it's a total mind mind bender of a a drug, and it's like I like I don't know how they got away with putting it on there. Like even I am going for a treatment in the future that involves ketamine. And that yeah. is under the government. That's a horse tranquilizer. Yeah, yeah. They'll throw all these other things at you, and then because it, it's the big pharma companies, and none of them are properly approved. It's well, going see, on years. Well, you see, they'd argue, they'd argue, and with, with some some significant evidence to say the least that they are properly regulated now. I'm not talking about oxycontin and the separate argument, yeah. but that most most uh, sorry, all medication is is strictly, especially within the EU, is strictly uh, 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 verified and challenged and tested. Michael, stay with us if you would, please. Uh, jo- oh, yeah, of course. Jo- jo- no at, joe at rt.ie 0818 715 Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. Uh, Darren Jackson, we're talking about OxyContin and it's in connection with the, the, the way it came up in Liveline, which was nearly four years ago, was that uh, when Versatis were taken off the medical card, because they weren't banned, by the way, they were pain patches, which you basically stuck onto the site of the pain. Um, uh, a number of people were uh, advised to go on OxyContin. And um, because it's extraordinarily cheap compared to Versatis. Um, and people are telling us today of their, their stories. And OxyContin has become, as you know, a major, major scandal in the United States of America because of the way it was prescribed, the way it was uh, advertised and indeed the way it was used. Now, uh, Darren Jackson, Darren, um, you were on OxyContin when? Um, up, up until uh, as recently as last month, Joe, um so uh, my story effectively is I, I was I was a passenger in a car a number of years ago. We were hit okay. by a truck and I sustained a back injury. Um, I, I I've gone through a number of surgeries in the meantime, and the most recent was 2019. <clears throat> me. When when I woke up from that surgery, I had very little pain. Um, I was quite surprised, as as a matter of fact. But I I. I I kind of put it down to the fact that I was obviously only waking up from surgery and so on. Yeah, yeah. But within within the next 24 hours or so, um, when the doctor came round, they'd advised that I was put on to this medication called OxyContin or OxyCodone, as they called it. Yeah. Um, and 
they said basically that, that this is what it's going to be on for the foreseeable future and it was going to, you know, there would be very little to no pain with this medication and it was something that I'd live with for a short while, um, maybe six months or so, and then as that, they'd take me off. Right. Now, I, I, I don't drink, I don't smoke, I, I'm not into drugs or that type of thing. I, I very rarely take something for a flu even. But this, this medication, within a matter of hours, I started seeing and hallucinating things that mm-hmm. were just mind-numbingly horrible. Um, the TV started to slide down the wall, for instance. Um, my, my son, who wasn't even in the room, like the, the nurses had to come in because I was screaming that I saw my son on fire at the end of the bed. It was absolutely horrendous. Um, and they said that, you know, okay, look, these are some of the side effects. It can happen. Um, but, you know, your body will get used to it and mm. just toddle on. So I was, ta- I, I was taken off it then a little while later. And, of course, the, uh, the pain came back. You know, I, 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 I've nerve pain down my, down my spine. So effectively, without constant surgery, it's never really going to go away. So... I was put back on it then um, last year, and uh, effectively I was going to mirror what some of your other callers have said. I've, I've no recollection of certain conversations. I've no recollection of days. There's been times when I've, I've woken up next to my partner screaming because there's people in the room or whatever else it may have been. Now, I was never a danger to myself or anybody else, to my mind, but it was just the conversations that was being had or I might have text or ring people and, again, I have no recollection of speaking to you or I have no idea I've ever met you before. Mm. Um, and I'm, I'm quite lucky as far as I never got addicted to it, um, but I did suffer massive, massive withdrawals that, again, I, I didn't realise were withdrawals because what happened was my partner showed me this dope sick programme on Netflix and I, I couldn't even sit through the first uh, the mm. first episode, to be quite honest. But what, what really sold it home to me that the cause of my, shall we say, the cause of my real ailments, mm. um, the forgetfulness, the doziness, the constant tiredness, um, the inability to concentrate or, or speak properly at times, was actually the fact that I was on this medication. So... Um, I stopped it. I just stopped it and haven't bothered with it since now. Again, I'm I'm in pain. I deal with the pain um, in other ways. But, you know, the the withdrawals from it, um, shivers, shakes, sweats, you know, things that an adult man shouldn't be doing. You know, Mm -hmm. um, it's it's just one of the the most terrifying things. To be quite honest, I'm actually really glad that it's come up as a topic of conversation because... I know this sound, may sound silly, but I genuinely didn't realise there was as many people suffering with this. I thought it was down to my condition, and I did not realise it was down to what's going on with the medication. So, yeah, thanks okay. for bringing it up. Okay, <laughs> say, say there, Darren, Joe at RT.ie. We've been contacted by Dr. Brian Creedon, and Brian is clinical director uh, of the National Office of Clinical Audit, if, if that's correct. Brian, Brian good afternoon. Afternoon, Joe, and I'm actually a palliative medicine consultant working in the southeast. Okay, okay. Um, and I mentioned that OxyContin is prescribed uh, genuinely. How, how, how widespread is it in Ireland? Do you know? 
I suppose OxyContin, Joe, and many other opioids, and some of them have been mentioned earlier, such as morphine medications, are prescribed regularly. And I just wanted to make the point that they, if they're used carefully under supervision by expert doctors and nurses, GPs, they are very effective pain control agents for those with advanced cancer and other illnesses. And I just wouldn't like people who are, who are getting mm. effective pain control at the moment to be scared or not to take their medication, particularly if they're not having side effects. Obviously, if they're having side effects, they should discuss with their, their medical doctor as soon as possible. And are they addictive? They can be addictive, uh, like many substances we use in medicine, and that's why we, we, they should and are used very carefully, and that's why they, they, there's quite mm. significant regulations around the prescribing of them. And have you seen this? Uh, you're aware of the controversy in the States. I'm sure there's been a significant number of books and documentaries, and now this, uh, this nine-part TV series, uh, Dope Sick. Have you seen that, Brian, and the issues that, that have been raised there based on people's experiences in the States? Uh, and, exp- and experiences that we've heard here today in Ireland as well. No, and I recognise, and, and, and I've thankfully rarely come across it myself in practice, but I've heard your listeners and I've heard many others who've had experiences, particularly when these drugs were perhaps prescribed in the, the wrong situations or the monitoring wasn't careful enough, or perhaps the, the side effect monitoring wasn't judicious enough to, 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 to have the medication reviewed. But I, I'd also be conscious of other f- families listening today and mm-hmm. whose loved ones or whose loved ones may be listening who may be fearful, of oh, goodness, I'm taking that medication, but if it's working well and if they're not yeah, having not, side effects. And absolutely, you know, no one would advise anyone to stop taking medication without going to their doctor. But there's, there's surely no harm in saying to people, if you are having side effects, do discuss them with your, your medical advisor. 100% and not to delay. Is, ex- is OxyContin expensive? Uh, r- relative to modern medicine and the other newer medications we use, no, it's, 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 it's relatively cheap, although there are cheaper opioids, prescribed opioids. Mm-hmm. Um, what about people who were saying on our programme today, Irish people, that they, they weren't told um, that the, the OxyContin could be so addictive so quickly? And indeed, as as uh, as is pointed out in all the, the the literature on the Sackler family and OxyContin in the states, the Sackler family deliberately set out to ensure that people weren't told that they could be addictive so quickly on the the box and on the leaflets. Um, that people aren't being told how addictive it can be. I suppose it, it's important to note, Joe, that OxyContin in the states was much more accessible and freely available, almost as a routine. Med- pain medication as opposed to in Ireland where it's a controlled drug. But I, and I suppose notwithstanding that, there may be, may be differences on both sides of the Atlantic in terms of what we'd use it for. It may, it, it's certainly the evidence is that there was incentivization of physicians in the US mm-hmm. to prescribe it for much more minor conditions, perhaps where they should have been taking much safer drugs. So how long do you think, insofar as you can generalise, which I know you can't, but how long do you think somebody should be on OxyContin before they go back to their medic for advice and a discussion? Um, I think any, any of those medications, including OxyContin, should be monitored carefully and I think they should be under review at least every, every few weeks. And how, what are the chances of getting to see, to see a pain consultant every few weeks? Well, it could be under review by their palliative care nurse specialist, it could be under review by their pain specialist, their pain specialist nurse, their general practitioner, or any of their other healthcare providers that, some, that, that it's kept under monitoring, and particularly if there's new side effects or side effects. Mm. 
And what about Fersatis patches? Are you familiar with that? We are familiar with them, I know, but are you familiar with that with that uh, debate in the National Office of Clinical Audit? Um, I, I'm not familiar from my, my, my position in that role, but yes, I, I'm familiar mm. with the, the use of Fersatis and the, particularly that the it, it's been restricted now to uh, use for what we call shingles and uh, pain after shingles or in individual cases where there's a, an application mm. for use. But they've been they've been re- severely restricted to medical card holders who used to get them obviously on the medical card. They're no longer on the medical card unless you appeal and appeal and appeal again. And sometimes you have to appeal on on a, a regular basis. And, and you're saying as, as uh, sorry, are you saying that you haven't received any complaints about OxyContin as a, as a pain medicine uh, palliative care consultant? Uh, well, I've seen patients who've developed side effects that we've been monitoring carefully for from OxyContin as well as from other opioids and that we would either reduce the dose or look at alternatives. But certainly we're trying to promote the best quality of life, which includes people not having any side effects that impair their alertness, or their quality of life, so we would mm-hmm. we, we wouldn't we wouldn't be prepared to to- tolerate that on behalf of our patients, and we would be looking to adjust the medications to ensure that that they're not having side effects. Okay, stay with us if you can, Brian. Appreciate your contact. That's, this is Dr. Brian Creeden. Jeanette, Jeanette Haynes. Jeanette is a, an anaesthetic nurse and a vaccinator. Jeanette, good afternoon. Hi, Joe. How are you? Oxycontin. Uh, well, I'm not actually currently taking oxycontin. Um, it's not a drug I like because any time I had it in the hospital, I like I just couldn't tolerate it really. Mm. Um, so the uh, opioid I'm on is, is one called Palexia, which is newer in this country. It's a, a synthetic form of an opioid. Okay. But you know, not in the same class of drug, let's say. But I, I say I wouldn't have any side effects at all from Palexia at all. Okay, and and in terms of the actual effect, not the side effects, the actual effect of Palexia as opposed to the effect that OxyContin had on you, what what is that? Um, OxyContin, I just, my head, I just had a muzzy head. I felt drunk, to be honest with you. I just didn't like it at all. Okay. And Dr. I couldn't function with it, to be honest. I wouldn't have a normal quality of life if I took it. And Dr. Creed, have you ever heard any of your patients who were on OxyContin say, I feel drunk, I can't function? Yes, that... that that, that 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 is potentially a common side effect that we would monitor carefully for, and look and, and look at reducing the dose or looking at okay. using different medications, and uh, and that that's a sign that the really the I, I would describe that as an intolerable side effect. Okay, and that Anne Andrews, what was the side effects when you were on OxyContin, Anne? They were it was a nightmare, Joe, because I couldn't go anywhere on my own. Um, oh. I'd fall asleep on a bus, say if I had to go to. A hospital I'm living in Tipperary and I'd go to hospital in Morford. I could sleep all the way to Rossdale and not know. I used to fall asleep something to people and in the middle of conversations and the nightmares and it was just horrible. Okay, and, and the... And I was mentally the... drunk the whole time. The doctor actually said to me I was still with it my head. Okay, the line is uh, absolutely dreadful. But you're saying you you were, uh, I'm reading your, I I felt totally stoned out of my head, going around in a constant day, slurring my speech and falling asleep in public. What do you think of that, Dr. Dr. Creedon? Would you have heard that often? 
not very often, Joe, and it's, okay. I, I really can't comment on other, other I know, cases God, or individuals. I don't want you to do that. No, I don't want no, you to do and, that. Uh, I'm just saying if you heard that description, because we've heard it now, I think, five times in a very short uh, spell of time. But anyway, Dr. Deirdre Ford. Deirdre, good afternoon. Good afternoon, Joe. Uh, have, would you, do you prescribe or do, have you ever taken Oxynorm uh, or Oxycontin or Oxycodone? Any one okay, of that family? Never prescribed. Most prescribing comes from consultants, so you'll always find okay. a lot of it will be post-op patients and, as Dr. Brian said there, um, palliative care as well. So we would never initiate um, okay. prescribing opioids like that. But yes, I did, um, Joe. I had to have um, a lot of surgery on my shoulder and um, I was put on... Oxycontin actually for about four days or I think even yeah. a week um, but I told them I didn't want it because I knew it was a long acting 12 hour um, opioid and I said I wanted to go on the shorter acting Oxynorm because I knew that mm-hmm. once I didn't need it anymore I was going to be off it completely and even if I needed to get up at 3 o'clock in the morning because you'd only get four hours out of Oxynorm to take medication because I was in so much pain but then at least I would know what my pain threshold was like and I would know then when I needed to stop it. See, education is very important, I think, with those medications, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And in fairness, any time it has been prescribed in hospitals after a surgery for me, there's been thorough follow-up by my GP. There's a watch in that, sorry? I've had a thorough follow-up by my GP. Okay, great, great. So when I had side effects, they did change the medication. Mm Mm-hmm. So it seems to me people seem to have been left with these side effects or not reported them. Because I can't see any GP in this country allowing their patient walk around feeling drunk. Good point, and I, I would agree totally with you. Yes, nobody, GPs will not do that. And obviously prescribing will only be for about a month at a time anyway. Actually, I just wanted to say that I have yeah, to renew my prescription monthly. Yeah, and I'm yeah. on it for years. Okay, yeah. It is monthly, and sometimes if the dosages are very high, it could be a two-weekly review at that stage. But all those prescriptions now, where before you could just, you know, sort of type them out and that, they are all handwritten, handwritten every dose is handwritten yeah. because of the control drug. Mm-hmm. I think people really have to follow up with their care, though. Our, our, our hospitals and our doctors yeah, are but, yeah, extremely but, yeah, busy. But, uh, yeah, exactly, but I, I, I think... Would you, a, but Joe, would, would you walk around drunk? No, I wouldn't. But if I you was wouldn't told, be able to go to work. No, hang on. If I was told that, if I was prescribed OxyContin, yeah, and I took it, yeah, and I felt it was having uh, an effect on the pain. God forbid. No, if but I you are in bad pain now. In fairness, but then, to, but, yeah, but hang, but, but hang on. It is not as easy for a lot of people to access the medical the medical levels that you're talking about. Consultants, in particular. No, no, no. I'm no, talking about a GP. And that, I mean, I only had consultants that, that, in hospital after surgery. Yeah, but that's not that's not as easy either as you think. It's not not everyone. Oh, I know. Not everyone. Know, not everyone knows their doctor by their first name. You know what I mean? I there agree. is there is a difference. But anyway, point, I know. Point well made. Say I with to, us. I totally stay, agree with you there. Stay, stay with us, Joe at RT.ie. Liveline on RTE Radio One with Kia. Going electric? Plug into the Kia E range of EVs and PHEVs. Kia movement that inspires. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. John is listening to the discussion about OxyContin. John, what's your experience, please? How are you doing, Joe? Good. John here from South Hill and Galway. Okay. Just uh, ringing, yeah. I just um, I just sounded amazing now, to be honest. When I was 
prescribe them. That's the danger of them, you know. The, for the pain relief? Just for an unfortunate accident that I uh, went through and, uh, geez, I couldn't get enough of them, you know. And how, well, they can only be prescribed by a consultant. How did you get them? Well, you can get them online too, John. You get them online. It's uh, it's all too easy. It's 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 crazy what's going on out there, you know. It and, really is. And what long term effect? It's absolutely did, crazy, you know. Okay, and what long term effect did they have on you, John? Oh, nothing. I got over it now. It's, it's all it's it's all been fine, but just. And did, you know, what, they're, what, extre- did they're they're extremely Moorish, you know. Extremely addictive. Yes. Yes, indeed. And why did you have to buy them illegally? Just because. Uh, I suppose they just became problematic, and well, could you not got, could you not have got prescribed more from your medic? No, I couldn't because they they were wary of it being addictive. I presume that was my that that we might take in it. Yes, that we might take in it now. Okay, and are you off them now? Oh, I am indeed. Yeah, okay. absolutely. And what was that like, John, coming off them? Oh, it was a doddle, to be honest. It was tough for a day or two, but then. Um, no problem at all. Absolutely fine. So you went from a situation where you felt you had to get them illegally on the internet to being able to give them up in a day or two? Basically, yes, yeah. Okay, okay. Basically, yes. And when you, when you were initially prescribed OxyContin, were you told that they were addictive? Um, no, the doctors didn't tell me a word about it, really. They didn't. They were very um, untruthful, I suppose. Yeah, yeah okay. Okay, John, thanks indeed. Dr. Deirdre Ford, are you familiar with Fersatis patches? Now, I know they're 10 times, 20 times, 30 times as expensive as OxyContin, but are you familiar yeah. with them and what what do they work for? Mm-hmm. I remember the whole um, debate there a couple of years ago when they were taking them from medical card holders. Yeah. So we uh, Versace is a local and it's a local anaesthetic basically. So um, uh, shingles, which is um, a herpatic um, lesion, it is in the nerve cells there, the nerve um, around the ribs. So if you get um, post herpatic pain, mm-hmm. neuralgia, it's severe and very debilitating. But the her- but the Versace's patch is excellent for that. It's like a local, it's like a local anaesthetic over the area. So they took, they took. You can get it and um, privately, no problem. But they took it off the medical card if you have, if because you have to, it if was you, very expensive. That's the only but reason they took it off the medical. That's people, the only. people who have money could still get it because it wasn't they banned. They still obviously. get it. So if you had, uh, if, mm. so the only indication for medical card holders was if you had shingles and you had severe yeah. post-herpatic um, neuralgia. Now, we did find, though, that there were a lot of people um, uh, who had medical cards who were quite successfully being treated for, say, nerve pain from back surgery or whatever, um, and they were suddenly take it off, taken off it. And we, like that, we had to go and appeal to try and get those patches mm. back for those patients. And they are expensive. I think a, a box is €150. Euro. Mm. Um, and the only reason I know that is that I had to buy it privately for my mother. She doesn't have a medical card okay. but she had really bad shingles and I had to put the patches on for her. But in terms of the, the cost and this this is what this is what is highlighted yeah. so strongly in the American uh, yes. d- documentaries and, and uh, drama series. The yeah. cost, I, the long term cost of the effects of OxyContin dwarf yeah, exactly dwarf exactly. the initial cost I say of a Versatis patch. 
Exactly. Can I just make another point too, Joe? Please, yeah. Um, and obviously, OxyContin and OxyNorm, they're excellent palliative care medication and used in the right circumstances. They are, they are very good drugs. Now, I happen to have a patient through my, because I have a menopause clinic, okay, but she's brilliant. a patient that, um, that uh, I've acquired just for menopause. Her life was totally ruined because of the OxyContin that she was actually put on after a road trip traffic accident yeah. and she is now on methadone trying to withdraw from it that's how bad her life has been she's lost she she can't work anymore obviously um, and it's very difficult trying to te- treat her menopause symptoms also but that's another that's another day's work yeah, but yeah. that's that's what I have seen um, uh, inappropriate I suppose long term use of um, Oxycontin in somebody who mm. really didn't need to be on it that long and Dr. Creed, is there, are you aware of inappropriate long-term use of OxyContin? I suppose like any medication, Joe, uh, it can be inappropriately used and, uh, and as one of your previous callers said, it can be obtained illegally as well. So it's difficult. I think one of your earlier listeners made a point or contributors that patient education is really important, mm. educating about the potential risks, the potential side effects, so that they're aware of them if they occur and they can seek help. And uh, and I, I think and also I think anybody who has had a previous substance addiction, be it alcohol or any other substance, mm-hmm. to highlight that to their their medical practitioner because that will place them at an increased risk. And are many pain consultants? Do you know Brian are, are there in Ireland on the who who work exclusively in the public service? Well, I'm a palliative care consultant or a palliative medicine yeah. consultant, and. Pain, pain medicine is a slightly separate specialty. Exactly. Um, I would guess between the two of us, the two specialties, there's over over a hundred. Okay, and then how many in the private sector? I, I don't know, Joe. I, okay. I don't practice privately uh, myself. Okay, okay, okay. Um, Jeanette, Jeanette Haynes, when you were when you were, I'll actually go. I'll come back to you in a sec. Uh, Mary, your point, please. You were on. What were you on, Mary? Um, I've been on OxyContin, OxyNorm, um, Plexia. Okay, so what we start with Oxys, the the Contin and the Norm. How what effect did they have? One, I presume they relieved the pain immediately. They relieved the pain, but as I was saying to your your researcher yeah. there, um, the main thing is when people are on these drugs. Well, personally, you actually don't know how they're affecting you. All you know is that you're getting pain relief. You don't, I never knew that I was, uh, the drugs were having such an effect on me or, Mm. you know, that I looked like I was on all these things because recently when I had to come off of these because my hallucinations had got so bad that I was waking in the middle of the night in horrific states and my husband had to tell me about them the next morning. And um, so, and then when I came off them, I was having people saying to me, but you look so brighter, you look so clearer. Mm. And you'd be saying to yourself, what was I walking around like, looking like? But Mary, how long were you, like, I, I presume one of the strong arguments in this country is, uh, compared to the States, is that people are, the prescription uh, protocols for OxyContin in Ireland seem to be very different to the States. In other words, were you given OxyContin for a month or for two months or three months or did you have to go back every week or whatever? The I had to but... renew my my medication every month and, and, did, and sometimes you... I would take it more than others. Okay, you but, know, I but, didn't need as bad. But would you, but would you, would you see your doctor or your consultant in that process? 
I would, yeah, I would. But you see, I think, you know, that's, uh, they're doing a great job and they are very good. But if you wake up in the middle of the night and you're in pain and you've got the pills there, you know, I was taking extra pills during the night and I thought mm-hmm. I was managing myself okay. until I had to get to a stage where I had to suddenly start recording everything and I realised I wasn't. And who noticed the changes in you when um, you were on OxyContin? I suppose, you know, my family and my friends, my husband more so. But the difference in me since I've come off him, even though that my pain has returned, there is no way on this godly earth am I going back on any, any of those. You're going back, you won't go back I'm on that. I'm not going back on any of them. I've got a good pain consultant and we've been using different patches and I do use the Rosasis patch okay, and my doctor and consultants have been turned down from them on my medical card so I buy them monthly. My God, and how much does that cost you? Uh, well, my pharmacist is being very good to me um, but, you know, okay. I can end up spending up to 160 euros yeah. a month. And Mary, how do, you, how do you find the Rosasis patches? They take the edge off. Yeah. And they, they take the edge they off. apply. Well, most pain is local. You can identify in your body where the pain is. Oh, um, yeah. but, and that's where you apply the patch. And um, it doesn't go into your system like OxyContin does. But it is, no. it is very expensive compared to OxyContin. It is, but um, thank God I can afford them yeah. presently. Yeah. Um, and and you know, you know what your GP has applied and your consultant. I'm a con- consultant and they've been turned down. And it's I had to write like a personal piece when the GP came back when it was turned down to try and um, support did, my case. In other words, but, to, get, to get them on the medical card. Yes, um, um, and that was turned down. And what did you say in your personal piece, if you can remember? I just, I literally told him how bad my pain was. And how many patches I would be using. Now, I it's a matter you choose how often you can use them. Yeah. You know, you have to look at your level of pain and see, you know. And do you, do you use them sparingly? I use them sparingly, definitely, yeah. Because of the expense? Yes. And because I don't want to have to rely on something yeah. 24-7 again, you know. I've been there, I'm not doing that anymore. But I have to. I don't think people, people themselves who take these meds, they don't actually realise how bad the effects are. And when you were put, when you were put on oxycontin, when you prescribed oxycontin, were you warned about the addictive nature of? I can't remember. I can't remember. But I do know that I wouldn't even on the hardest meds. I I wouldn't be using them every day. I would no, use them as I need them. Well, I'm sorry you're in you're in uh, so much so much pain, Mary. It's just uh, that that is a human. No, it, it's fine. It, it's okay. manageable. But well, I just good. know now. Well, I'm sorry. That I've I'm been so, there. I'm sorry and I can't that, go back. I'm sorry that you were you're being forced by the state to pay for uh, medicine, pay for pain relief that works for you, and you're being offered the state offer you pain relief free, which is. Uh, as cheap as, as as Smarties, that is a great pity. And um, whereas people who can afford the Versatis patches or sacrifice many other things to buy uh, Versatis patches can can freely buy them uh, in the chemist. Okay, Mary, thanks indeed. Back after this break. Live line on RTE Radio One with the all new Kia Sportage, built for endless inspiration. For more, log on to Kia.com. Talk to Joe on 0818 715 815. And Joe at RT.ie. Scott, good afternoon. Oh, hello, Joe. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Okay, how long have you been on OxyContin? Uh, in excess of about 12 years. 
And why were you put Adam originally, Scott? I have uh, long-standing uh, spinal issues with okay. ankylosing spondylitis and osteoporosis. Oh, God. And how are they from a pain perspective? Absolutely. Um, I suppose, given the experience I've had of other pain reliefs, they, they are um, extremely good. Yeah. Um, but obviously they do have their, their side effects. And those sort of side of side effects you have to manage. Okay, and what what have been the side effects for you over well, the dozen years? Well, I got to I got to a stage when uh, I was working uh, that I couldn't really work any longer with the pain relief, and I actually stopped in 2012, and I've been out of work since. Uh, uh, up until then, I was driving uh, a reasonable sort of commute on a daily basis, but I was finding driving difficult, and I've actually subsequently stopped okay. driving altogether. And is this because of the pain or the side effects of the medication? Really because of the side effects, I would say. Uh, finding it difficult to concentrate. Yeah. Um, quite very tired, to be honest. Um, and it was very difficult to carry out my normal sort of day-to-day uh, responsibilities. Okay. Do you think you could? Again, I'm so conscious of pain. Um, do you think you could? You could give up oxycontin if you had to. Uh, yes, I think I could. Okay. Um, but I've not been put in the position of having to. Um, I I get it as a as a controlled drug every month. And I've been looked after by my uh, consultant and my GP um, accordingly. So, but I think I would find it uh, difficult because I'm now sort of 65 yeah. and been on a form of uh, pain medication uh, for in excess of probably 20 years now. Yeah. And what, what, what dosage of OxyContin do you take every day, Scott? Uh, I take... Uh, 10 milligrams twice daily. Okay. And that's so, a simple tablet? Yeah, it's a simple tablet. And do you get them, if I may, do you have to buy them or can you get them on, do you get them on the medical? Surely with long-term illness you have. No, I, I uh, do it through the DPS, through okay. the drug payment scheme. And uh, I I get that on a monthly. So they are, so they are on the DPS yeah. as well as the medical card. Yeah, okay. and I receive them on a, a, a script, which is a controlled script. Okay. that I have to uh, request on a monthly basis. And do you have to see your medic or your pain consultant? Uh, yes, I would see them regularly. Okay, okay. So you're saying, well, okay, well then, insofar as, and it's a terrible judgment to have to make, Scott, but insofar as the pain relief versus the side effects, mm. you, you, you think it's worth it? I think I think it has been worthwhile, okay. um, but I would say that uh, from an overall quality of life perspective, as I've got older, mm -hmm. it has affected that um, in that I can sleep round the clock okay. without the... any difficulty at all. Well, you, I don't know what you heard. A lot of our callers talking about uh, sleep, mm. um, falling asleep mid-conversation. Um, drowsy, feeling drunken, uh, hallucinations. Yeah, I would but, actually. The the reason I would have stopped driving was because I didn't. I could actually sometimes see things in front of me that weren't there, and I said, "No, you've got to stop this altogether." 
Mm-hmm. So I actually voluntarily gave up a number of years ago. Okay. So it has curtailed my yeah. lifestyle, given that I'm, I'm still relatively young, Joe. Yeah, and, you are. Yeah. And I still have a relatively young family. Yeah. Um, and has any other pain relief been tried or well, I been effective? Be- before I went on to OxyContin, um, I, I was on uh, another um, pain relief, um, which probably would be equally as potent, and that was fentanyl. Okay. And I would have been on the uh, fentanyl patches for somewhere in the region of uh, 10 plus years uh, for those, but I became tolerant to those, so uh, we changed because the pain was getting more and more noticeable. So it's a, it's a bit of a, mm. uh, a race against what do you do next, you know? Okay. Okay, well, kind regards, Scott. Thanks, thanks for that insight as well. Thanks, Joe. Uh, thank you, Scott. And kind regards to you and your young family. You say, Ashling, Ashling Vizzer. Ashling, good afternoon. Afternoon, Joe. Um, what's what's your story in terms of oxycontin or Versatis or whatever? Go ahead, Ashling. Well, back when the Versatis situation arose, I was on it and um, I got taken off me. I was on long term illness. Yeah. And um, then through my consultant, I wasn't put on the OxyContin, but I was put on another form of an opioid, morphine. Yeah. And at the start, initially, fabulous pain, grand, but then Ashing wasn't going out, Ashing wasn't getting up. I mm. just bedridden and in a complete dose. Um, pain was gone, but... I just had no vigor of life. And you were taking off, you were taken off Versatis because effectively Versatis was uh, almost uh, totally taken off the medical card and out of the DPS scheme as well, I hasten to Correct. add. Um, so if anyone wanted to buy Versatis, you paid the full amount. Uh, oh, look, the, yeah. Uh, well, I had no problems wanting to pay it or whatever, but, you know, obviously with the drugs payment scheme would have been fine but out of that it was out of my budget so two years into my uh, pain medication I just said to my husband I can't I'm not living like I wasn't a mother I wasn't a wife I went into my GP and I said I can't do this and he said well we're going to have the easy road or the hard road and I said well give it to me. So he said, with the medication you're on, he goes, there are people that are being put on, um, what was it that they use for people getting off heroin? Well, morphine, methadone is used. Yeah, the methadone. He said, you can either go down the methadone route and I went, looked at him and went, what are you talking about? Or he goes, we do this on continual assessment and taper off your medication. I was on up to 600 milligrams a day. Seven days a week. And And were you you finding you needed more? There were times, yeah, I did get uh, build up uh, tolerance. And I was like that other lady just said, like at night you'd wake up crippled in pain and said, oh, look, I'll just take one, get me back to sleep. So then that's when I knew it was getting out of hand. And did you try and go back on the Fersatis, which was working? Oh, look, even my neurologist, no, you're okay. 
and I'm going, I'm not okay. But in saying that, after coming off all my medication, okay. my neurologist wants to see me more and more. Why? I, that's what I'd like to know. Is it because, and I just find also in the different departments in the hospital, I don't find the teams talk to each other. So medication can be overlapping because I was on another medication, pregabalin. Mm-hmm. And it was only after researching that I shouldn't have been on either of these meds together. And it wasn't my GP that prescribed them, it was consultants. Okay. And like that gentleman said, I was not driving when I was on this medication. There's no way I could have driven. Yeah. I don't remember conversations. I've There's so much that's happened. But I'm today, still have pain, but I have my life back. And could you drive when you were on Fersatis patches? Oh, absolutely. Fersatis had no side effect. Yeah. It wasn't that it wasn't being absorbed into yeah your system so to speak. your system yeah, yeah, yeah you know where with the medication like you have to eat something or take it on an empty stomach and I knew if I took sometimes if I took it on an empty stomach I used to get a better high okay. and that's a horrible thing to say but I didn't realise I was getting dependent on the medication because of those effects as well have you watched Dope Sick. I went to watch the first episode of it and anger, upset, I couldn't, I couldn't bring myself to watch it. I mean, I've been in the pain clinic for years. I'm not, like, I can't fault any of the service yeah, I've got. They have been good. Yeah. But there's so much more. And I know for a fact one of the medications I was on, um, the pregabalin, they're now trying to stop it being prescribed because it's so addictive. Again, it's like on the lines of, I don't know, heroin or some other medication. And why could you not continue watching Dope Sick? Um, Maybe too close to the bone. Yeah. Anger at the pharma companies. Mm. Um, And also knowing that there are possibly alternatives out there that can be used, but the pharma companies won't approve them. Well, you know, much, gone, well, a lot of, a lot of times the, the, the state won't approve them because they're too expensive. Mm, Whereas well, Oxycontin, as, as we've been told, is uh, relatively cheap, to say the least. Ashling, yeah. Ashling, I wish you well. And uh, thanks, thanks for contacting us. That's Ashling Vizzer. Talk to Joe on 0818-715-815. We're talking about, well, for Satis again in, one, in a number of cases, but on the fact that it was taken off the medical card and the DPS scheme because it was too expensive and Oxycontin. Uh, by the way, we're not saying people were told to give up for Satis, but not told, instructed that, that they couldn't get it full stop unless they could pay for it themselves. Um, uh, Catherine, good afternoon. Hello. You you watched Dope Sick. I've seen the entire series. I won't tell you how, but yes, I'm not surprised at pharma companies making profits at the destruction of human lives. That's what their business is. However, but, but, I would like to yeah, say... Yeah, but they are, in this case, a lot of pharma companies do a lot of good, but in this case, the pharma company was, was telling lies. <laughs> they were telling yes. barefaced lies. My, Criminal uh, absolutely. lies. Absolutely. However, yeah. I would like to say, coming from a position where I suffer from excruciating unrelenting neuropathic pain for the past 
2016. Okay. I was started off on pregabalin and amitriptyline. No, sorry, Versatis, which didn't do a single thing. Okay. Uh, then I was on pregabalin and amitriptyline. Last year alone in 2021, I had nine pain block and nerve burning procedures alone. Okay. I am awaiting um, spinal implant surgery to stop the pain block signals, if it works. That mm-hmm. was cancelled in November because of Delta. Oh it was postponed until January, but now that's been postponed indefinitely. I have lost my was, was it postponed in, in January because of Omicron? Yes. Okay. Now, my oh pain consultant and my GP will not give me Oxynorm. And the only time I was given it was when I was locked in one position on one side in the bed, screaming at my GP on the phone. And he gave me two days, six tablets, sorry, three days. Okay. And I, Palexia, which I am on, does not allow me operate. I cannot drive. My family, I cannot operate, I cannot function, I cannot remember. This is due to the pain. Okay. Nothing else. I'm sick the whole time. Okay. I'm five foot, six and a half inches, and I weigh less than 40 kilos. I am skin and bone. And what are the prospects of getting I have the, no these, idea. Oper- these, oper- these operations? Sure, they don't know. Oh God. And neither do I. And your first operation, which was 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 due when last last year, last November. Um, for twenty nineteen, twenty 2020 twenty, and twenty twenty one, I've had several pain block procedures. Okay. Last year in July, approximately, I can't remember. I can't even remember my own name. At times, I discussed it with my pain consultant, who is phenomenal. He mm. works both public and private. Right and works six days a week. He said to me, okay, it's time. None of these are working. The pain block procedures were lasting initially four weeks. Then now it's down to four days. So there's no point in having them. Okay. What's, what's, what's insofar as you know, Catherine, what's ahead of you? Have you been given a date for the operation? No, nothing, nothing. Should they don't know. They're they don't know, hospitals barely can operate. Okay. So. Okay, okay. I can't get my, when I am locked in this excruciating, unrelenting pain, I can't get my hands on Oxynorm, except for when I was literally bawling down the line at my GP. I just want, Catherine, I just want to finish if I can. I want to give Brian, Dr. Brian Creedon, uh, the pain uh, medicine consultant, the last word. Brian, I, I think it's coming across strongly, and you made a point earlier, that OxyContin is not widely prescribed in Ireland. Um, I, I think it's prescribed in a very different way to what in how it was prescribed in the US. And okay. what I'd like to convey to your listeners is if anybody's concerned, if they have a family member, they're taking OxyContin, they have concerns, do not stop it abruptly. Absolutely. Seek well, medical attention and talk to your medical professional about your here, concerns here. or side effects. Here, here. I don't think people can stop it abruptly anyway, given its, given its impact. But anyway, thanks indeed, Dr. Brian Creedon and all our other callers and Catherine. Uh, kind regards. Ray Darcy is next.
Liveline on RT Radio 1 with the all-new Kia Sportage, built for endless inspiration. The all-new Sportage, now at your local Kia dealer. 0818 715 815 stays open until 3.15pm or email joe at rte.ie.